back with another installment of the one, the only, you yeah. <laughs> So y'all, today we're going to be talking about something that every believer has experienced. Um, we're going to be talking about spiritual drift. Yes. Um, that is, for those of y'all who don't know what that means, that means when like, you feel like you're falling off with God, like you're not as strong as you want to be or where you want to be spiritually. So without further ado, I'm going to pray as in. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us together again to talk about spiritual drift, God. We thank you for just staying with us and never leaving our side and then letting us know that no matter how far we may stray from you, that you will continue to love us, that you will continue to chase us down even when we feel like we ran too far um, to come back. God, we pray for every spirit, every person who feels like they are drifting spiritually, who does feel like they don't know how to come back to you and connect with you. God, we ask that you wrap your arms around us, keep us close, protect us, cover us no matter how far we go. In your son Jesus' name we pray and we praise. Amen. Drifting spiritually, which is like you said, to be kind of out of touch, a little disconnected uh, from God. You know, you got a relationship with God, you know how to pray, you know how to worship, you know how to praise, read your Bible, but something is still just a little bit off. Like you still don't feel as connected or as close to God as you normally do. Mm -hmm. um, that to me is like what it is to be like drifting, to kind of just be wavering and kind of just just out like not even just your attention really isn't on god like it's just on everything else that's happening around you yes that's just sometimes it gets like that like life really can just make you feel like you're far away from yeah. god and it's normal to feel like that i don't ever want y'all to feel like you know oh i'm supposed to be a believer but i don't feel close to god like everybody goes through it your favorite pastor has been through it your favorite <laughs> Uh, worship singer, gospel artist, they've been through it, everybody. So don't feel like you're alone in that. Um, so I did some research and <laughs> I came, well, I came across uh, this article. It was basically saying like five reasons that we drift spiritually. I think we got this. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's from BibleStudyTools.com if y'all want to check it out. I'll leave the link. But, um, so let's just go in order. The first reason that people drift spiritually is because of our schedules. Stacia, can you speak to that? Have you ever felt yourself being far away from God based on your mm -hmm. schedule? Yes. Being busy? There might have been <laughs> a time um, where I was just a little bit like, like, it was just a lot going on. Like, not necessarily like my schedule was busy, but it was just a lot. Like, just a lot going on. And so uh, we have to be careful because no matter what, God should always be a priority. So if we don't prioritize nothing else in our life, like we should always make God a priority. So if you have to cut some people off, cut some things off, some extra activities or some just anything like that, if you have to remove that for you to have that intimate time with God, then you need to clear, clear your schedule, clear your space and have that time with God. I think when I was like... I don't know when it was, but I know it definitely happened before. It's just, um, it's hard. Like, you feel like you're obligated to do, like, 
all of the things that you have on your schedule. So you could either forget or it's just like you don't really take the time to stop and be like, okay, let me spend some time with God. Like aside from all the other 10,000 things I got to do, like let me just spend some time with God. So we got to make God our priority again. Like he should be number one. Yes. So for me, like when it says on schedules, I was like, what caught? Um, so recently I just started a new job. Um, I finally got a full time job. Like my first, what I feel like is my first real like big girl job out of college. Right. Y'all, it's a little, it's a little different, you know, like it's, it's requiring a, a lot more of me. Even if I have a light day, first of all, sending one email for me is very stressful. <laughs> so by the time I'm done with that, I'm so just like relieved. It's just like, I just want to sit back and watch Netflix. Because mm -hmm. I just feel that was a lot. Yeah, people feel like being busy is the move. Like it makes them feel like they're accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel like I'm being productive. I'm like doing something with my life. You know, I'm not just sitting around. But it's also not always a bad thing to indulge in your own time and not always be so busy doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. You know how people always be like, oh, I just said, booked and busy. Like, oh, right. I'm booked and busy. I don't got time for this. I don't got time for that. It's like, mm -hmm. are you not also not making time for God, though? There's been times I've even been busy doing church stuff to where I feel like I don't even have time for God because I'm busy doing church stuff. Doing church stuff. Yeah. Like, the month of September, church, churchy, and churchier. Like, <laughs> I was preparing for our um, showcase. I've seen with a praise team group so we were preparing for that i had rehearsals tuesdays and thursdays then me her and our friend Bron, if y'all watched the parent episode <laughs> we were preparing to do two praise dances at once so we had like double praise dance practice yeah <laughs> we was at <laughs> this church on monday right and another church on thursday it was just like it was just a lot like yeah. Like, sometimes you get so caught up in serving that you don't have time to really sit with who it matters to, you mm -hmm. know? And, like, like we always say, like, there have been times where I'm singing this worship song and I'm just ministering, but I haven't spent time with God in days, like, but I'm supposed to be up here leading people, you know? You don't actually have devotion time with God, and it's limited because of everything that you're trying to do for the church. Mm -hmm. So, a scripture that I have for that, I'm going to be reading from mm -hmm. um, Luke 10, 38 to 42. This is the story of when Jesus visits Martha and Mary. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and she said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So Miss Martha. Miss <laughs> Martha is doing it up. She's just doing everything, running around super busy, keeping herself occupied. But Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, learning from him, listening to him, like really getting to know him. 
And she mad because she <laughs> feel like she just doing everything and Mary ain't doing nothing. But it's like not okay. Spending time with Jesus is not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's actually the most productive thing you could, you could be doing. do. Yeah. <laughs> because Jesus is gonna give you the answers to what you need to be doing. Like you could feel like you being busy. Oh, I work at Honda and at. 10, I work at Walmart, and then on Fridays, I work at, like, Norms. <laughs> at Norms. Y'all watch the dating part to that, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got three jobs, so you feel like you're doing something, but literally, I'm sitting with God. Yeah, and he's telling me, like, this is what I have for you. I, I declare entrepreneurship over you, and you're going to get that by doing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to work as hard as you. God told me what I need to be doing. Y'all, don't get caught up in that. Like, don't be so caught up in your schedule that. You don't make time for God, y'all. Make room, like Jonathan Prioritize. said. I <laughs> Prioritize. Yes. Oh, the second um cause of spiritual drift is called misplaced affection. So putting your time, energy, your love into things that serve you no real purpose, that will serve you no eternal benefit. So... <clears throat> I think I was reading and like one of the examples was like a mother with a son who like plays football or something like that. And they spend all their time um, at football practice and they're just so engulfed with the team and with the games and with just all this stuff that's going on that they completely forget about God and completely forget about that special time that they have to spend with them. So that example is just an activity, but people fall in love and love all different types of things. Um, so with misplaced affections, you just have to be careful where you put all your love into and make sure that God is getting some of that love, too. Because God looking like, dang, like you pouring your awe into that football team. You pouring your awe into that dance team. You pouring your awe into whatever else. But what about me? Like, I'm the only reason you have a dance team. I'm the only reason you got a football team. <laughs> so it's like, be careful. Um how we label things that we're just so in love with and that we're just so kind of just, how do I say it? What's the word? Just so like infatuated with that we forget that God is the reason we have any of those things in the first place. Right. So for example, we usually film this podcast that you all love so much. Um, (laughs) We usually film this podcast on Sundays. And um, there are times when I'll be like, I'm not going to go to church today because I got to film the podcast. (laughs) But I had to get out of that. God had to, you know, snatch me up. Like, girl, you do this podcast for me. So how you not going to go to church to learn about me? Like, you know, and you're supposed to be speaking to my people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what if I miss something? Like, what if my pastor says something that I need to hear that I need to say? Like, you know, and that was God's way of trying to get that out through me, like to the podcast. So I have to get off of that. And it's like also something that I related to that, like misplaced affections. Like you're doing stuff for God for the wrong reasons. So like, you know, on the Bible app, how like when you read your Bible every day, they add to your street. street, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Girl. Y'all like last year. (laughs) No, no. Last year I had like, I was almost to a hundred days straight. I was like, on day like 98 or something crazy like that and something happened like something happened that day like one day and it was horrible like that was probably the worst day of my life and I just did not read my bible that day so the day after when I went to go open it my it started over <laughs> and I was like 
streak. My streak. It was gone. But it's like, okay, are you reading the Bible for a streak? The streak? Or you yeah. get to learn about God and connect with God. And I was like, you right, you right. I get that at one point, too. <laughs> Girl, get and my streaks up. Yes. And they fancy now. Now they do the little badges. Right. Like, yeah. I'm going to get my 30-day reading badge. Right. <laughs> or like when you complete a Bible plan, you get a badge. You get a badge. <laughs> That's how the Bible app gets you. It do. But it's good. Like, it's, yeah, good. it's, it's a good, good incentive, especially for yeah. our generation, yeah. like, Younger people to be like, oh, girl, my well, streets. I just see how turned we just got off of the street. It's like genius marketing. It really, yeah. really is. But that's not the reason we should be reading it. Right. And so after that happened, I was like, I don't even want to have this app no more. So I ended up purchasing like a physical Bible. And now the street never matters, you know. But we get caught up in stuff like that. And we do stuff with God for the wrong reasons. Like even people who go to church to be seen and. Oh, I'm going because the drummer fine, and I know I, if I show up in this outfit, <laughs> he gonna be looking at me. You know, he might drop his stick. Not dropping. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you shouldn't be like you're. Like it says, your affections are misplaced. Um, like, and even some people who are more in tune with the shade room than they are with God, yeah. like. You know everything that's going on with the baby and Danny Lee and they on live arguing. You know that whole story, but you don't know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Right. But you know about Dub A. Right. And Danny. And Danny. <laughs> so it's like we gotta be careful where we place our attention, you know? Yeah. And you know, like she said, it's easy to get caught up in the details of your life, like with your family, with your friends, events and opportunities that come your way, like but you have to make time for God or else none yeah. of that will matter. So, um, moving on to number three, discouragement is a reason yeah. that people drift spiritually. This had to be number one for me this year. Like this year, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was drifting. Like, I, was, <laughs> I was drifting this year. Yeah. Um, and this is probably the number one reason why. It says basically that Satan uses this as a tool to turn you or distract you from God. Mm -hmm. So like you get um, discouraged when you look at your situation. You're like, why am I going through this? And you just feel like you're in it for so long and God is not going to come through and you don't see your way out of it. That is discouraging. So with discouragement, it's big, I think, especially with like the younger generation. So it's hard because it's easy I think when it comes to, like, God in church, it's easy for, like, one thing to happen. And it just had me, like, mm, like, it make you pull back. Like, mm, well, I don't know. So, I think one thing, too, is, like, the people in the church. Like, they can be discouraging and make you, like, you know, not want to have a relationship. Not want to really chase after God. That can cause you to drift. It could be the actual church that can be discouraging. And make you not, you know, cause you to drift. It could be things going on in your life, your job, school. Like, it's a number and a list of things that could happen that could cause you to drift. That could be discouraging. But I think the main thing might be, like, church people. <laughs> I think it might be church people. Because it'd be the main people in the church, like, that always got something to say. Like, that's really what it is. Like, they just always got something to say. And when it comes to young people, I feel like the older generation... They don't really know. No, they know. They just don't word it right. Like, they be trying to correct us or, like, you know, help us or whatever, but it don't come off as that. 
Um, another uh, discouraging thing could also be like your friends or your family. So if you have friends and family that you're like cool with and you die hard going to church, you got a relationship, but then your friends and your family is a complete opposite. They don't have no relationship. They're not tuning in to nobody live church. They're not going to Bible study. They're not even reading their Bible. Like that could be discouraging because it's like, well, dang, I'm doing all of this. Like I'm going to church twice a week. I'm reading my Bible every single day. I'm praying every single day and twice on Sundays. And I'm still like, all right, so what about me? So that can be very discouraging. But just in those moments, you have to run to God and not run from him because running from him will only make things worse. God ultimately has all the answers you could ever need. God has literally everything you could ever need. So run to God in those times you feel discouraged instead of running from him, especially if it's by church people, because then people, like we said earlier, they don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. God does. So in those times, don't be discouraged. Find that person or find somebody that you know can lift your spirit and might be, you can might relate with them. And you know, run to God. <laughs> so an example that they gave in the article was basically like when Peter was walking on water. Um, I felt like that was a great example because it's like God is calling you out, you out, and you took that leap of faith. You're like, all right, I'm about to do this. And you start off, you do it, and you're like amazed because you're like, how is this happening? Like, wow. But then as soon as you get distracted or as soon as you get discouraged, you take your eyes off of God. And now you're sinking and you're like, oh, my God, what am I about to do? Like, you know, and it just be like that, man. You can't yeah. take your eyes off of God. Like, no, that's what I had to learn in this season. Like, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how you feel like you can't see your way out of a situation, like, God is there with you in the midst of it. And it was crazy, like, that this was a thing because y'all know I am an avid online member, virtual <laughs> member of Transformation Church. So, Again, he does this word of the year every year. And this year, y'all, this is how I knew that this was my pastor. His word of the year this year was anchored. Okay, so it's anchored and then the sub word is um, year of the anti-drift. Meaning you're not going to drift. You're going to stay anchored to God. Like he's was holding you down. Like even when you're in the deepest of waters, when you can't find your way out, when you feel like you're drowning, God is your anchor. Like just trust him. Ugh, it's been hard and I have been drifting like it was supposed to be the anti-drift and I've just been floating off the shore okay um because it's hard like it's hard you go through stuff and you really like just it's hard to wait on God it's mm-hmm. hard to trust God because it's like you want things to happen yeah like, you don't want to be patient right but it's like would it would it be beneficial to anybody if it was that easy like if everything just happened the way that you wanted it mm-hmm. to be like would it really be a relationship with God? Are you learning anything from that? No, you're not. And I can say, like, yeah, this year has been hard, but I've learned to trust God more than any other time in my life, like, during this hard time. So, yeah, um, like my cop, please, if you are experiencing this, go watch the Anchor series. Yeah, he will. Good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he'll, t- he'll tell you, like, God is going to take you to deep waters, but he's only taking you there to make you. And everybody, you should be grateful because... Everybody is not called by God. Right. So if he's calling you out to the deep, like, he's going to be your anchor. He's going to have you. It's not going to be easy. You're going to go through storms, but you're not going to drown. And that's yeah. really the whole premise of that um, uh, series. Right. So abundance, y'all. So abundance can be, like we said earlier, a list of things. But 
I think most people um, would claim abundance to be money, success, wealth, fame, like however you want to um, put it. And so with abundance, there was actually a scripture tied to that. And it's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. So it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So in a nutshell, that says, do not let your success and your money that you get stop you from worshiping God and praising God and having a relationship with him. It is because of God that you even have the talent to do whatever it is that made you successful. So you should not forget about God when it's when it's time. So also in the article, it was like a cycle that they talked about. So we ask Christians, we ask people, we struggle, we go through things. God blesses us. We become famous. We get the money. We become prosperous. We're wealthy, whatever, whatever. And then we forget about God. So it's like a continuous cycle. And that's a cycle that we need to break. Because like I just said, it's literally only because of God that we're able to have the money. We're able to have this success. We're able to have the fame. And so you should never get so caught up in paper in your success or even in yourself that you forget about God and you forget that God is one that has carried you and has brought you to where you are. And so that's um my was my take on abundance. I feel like abundance can be like anything. Yeah, it can. Though like can. but I just took money <laughs> out of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like she said, like, oh, all my needs are met. I got my house, I got my car, I got my money, like my family doing good. My health is good. Like, life is good. So, mm -hmm. I don't need God. I don't need to pray. And this like, is talking to faith to him. Yeah. Like, like, all my needs are met. So, I don't. there's no need for me to, like, seek God or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, everything that you have comes from God. There's a scripture that says every good and perfect thing uh, comes from above. So, you should still acknowledge him because he blessed you with it. That's like if somebody gives you something. And you don't say thank you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's rude. And that's disrespectful. We wouldn't do that to people. So why do we do that to God? To God yeah. You know, it's like, God, let me be the example. <laughs> show everybody. Right. Like, bless me with everything. And let me show them that you can yeah. still have everything that you want. And love God. And still have a relationship and love and seek God. Um, yeah, I just feel like that's horrible because there are celebrities and people with a whole ton of money and just have everything in the world who end up committing suicide. Like Robin Williams, for example. That man was rich. He was right. in all the movies. But that wasn't enough. enough yeah. Like he still felt like he didn't want to live. So if you can have, it just goes to show like that stuff doesn't fill you. It doesn't sustain you. You know, like you can have everything in the world and still be unhappy. Like you can be rich as heck and still be unhappy. You could be poor with nothing but God and be content and be happy. You know, so you have to fill your fill yourself with things from above that will really sustain you and help you get through those times where you feel like, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, lastly, number five. <sighs> this, y'all, I had to put a star next to that one. Um, y'all, number five is sin. Sin is a reason that we drift spiritually. Yes. And um how I said discouragement was number one, baby. <laughs> baby. I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is Youth Unfiltered. Sin was number two for me this year. This one was number one. Really? I feel like I've been sinning. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, 
Um, I've been sending. <laughs> let's talk about it, sis. What you what you got for us? On so the with Sam, bro, it is so hard. It is yeah, so hard because I feel like the main reason why people like drift away from like well drift away from church, drift away from God because of sin is because we feel guilty. Like we know what we did was wrong. We know we should, we had no business doing what we was doing, whatever the doing was. <laughs> like we had no business doing it, and so. Now that we know that, it's like, well, dang, like, I feel guilty. I can't go to church because now these people, they're going to be looking at me. They're going to tell that, you know, I've been sinning. and they, Like, you know, so I feel like that is a big thing that causes people to drift from God because we going to sin. Like, we not going to not sin. <laughs> like, we're going to sin. So there is literally nothing that you can do, you can say, or anything like that that can separate you from God. But at the same time, it's hard. It is. It's really hard. hard. Yeah. And you don't yeah. want to go to church and like put on this facade or like this fake front. Like you like everything is all good. And then you leave and you sin it. Like, <laughs> yeah. so sin is hard. It's so hard. Um, yeah, I have to second that. Um, I feel like we, like she said, we run away from God because of the guilt and because of the shame. And after we sin, like, I know for me, like, after I do something and I feel like, okay, that was wrong. You shouldn't have did that. It's hard for me to pray because I'm like, why would God want to hear from me? Like, he know I've been turning up. He know this is out of character for me. Like, he know how my attitude has been lately. Like, why would he want to hear from me? Why should I read my Bible when I just know I'm going to feel bad? All it's going to do is make me think about everything I've been I just doing. Did. I'm reading about the Israelites. <laughs> I and am. I'm acting like <laughs> Right. It's me. I am the Israelites. <laughs> It's me. You know, like, it's hard because you just feel so bad. It's like disappointing your parents. Yeah. It's literally it's, the same thing. Literally that. <laughs> why would you bring me out of this? Like, why would you help me? Why would you bless me? And I've been, I've been doing this. Yeah. You know? Like, it's hard. I don't I don't know. But And it's crazy because we think like that. Like, why would you want to do that for me? Like, why would you? But God is literally like, I'm the one. Like, <laughs> if anybody could bring you out, if anybody could do it for you, it's me. Right. So if not like, me, then who? Literally, that's <laughs> what he's saying. Like, right. if not me, then who? It's like, God is the one who can forgive you. God is the one who can save you. God is the one who can heal you. So, when you sin... Don't run away from God, right. but like we were saying, run to God because He's the one that is going to forgive you. Right. Not these people, not the world, not social media. Yes, and to that point, I'll be reading from First <laughs> John one and nine. It says, "But if we yes. confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness." Yes. Like, um, basically, what I'll be having to tell myself is like, God already knew that I was going to struggle with this. Like, he already knew. So, why would I be like... Right, trying to hide. Yeah, and he already knew. It's yeah. like, girl, I still love you. I knew you was going to do that. I knew and he was going to do that. Right. I knew you was going to do that, and I still have plans yeah. for you. I still have plans to prosper you. Like, I still want, you know, you to be above and not beneath. Like, all of this stuff, right? And I don't... Like, you can't let it keep you from him. And if you want more encouragement on that, mm -hmm. feel free to watch our sin episode. Yes. That's one of our That's favorites. the one. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you can't just, like, don't let your sin keep you from God. That's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. And that's what the devil wants you to do. Like, it's his easiest way of deception. Ooh, y'all. I ain't going to even lie to y'all. <laughs> it's hard to be an encouragement when it's something you are currently dealing with. Yeah. So, um... 
You got nothing. All I can say is, like I was saying earlier, run to God. Like, don't run away from him. Don't run away from the church. Don't run away from your pastor. But run to him. Like we just read, he is just to forgive us of all of our sins. Like whatever we're dealing with, even the drift. Like I don't know if drift, I doubt drifting is a sin, but like just that disconnect. Yeah. Like if you ask God for forgiveness, like he will forgive you for that. Like it's it's super not intentional. Like you're not doing it on purpose. It's just things get hard. Life gets a bit overwhelming. And so it's hard. Um, and one thing I'll say as I close is we were just talking about sin, right? So just because you know God is going to forgive you, don't keep sinning. Like, don't keep repeating the same sin or just doing different sins. Like, just because you know God is going to forgive you. Like, do not do that. That's bad. Like, that's just bad. Don't keep sinning. When you sin, you ask for forgiveness. And when you repent, repent means to turn from that thing, meaning you're not going to go back to it. So if you ask God for forgiveness and you repent, you do not go back to that thing because then you're going to face some issues with you between you and God. (laughs) So, yeah, it's the drifting is hard. It's going to be complicated. It's going to be difficult. But if you have people that are around you in your circle to encourage you. Talk to those people. Of course, I always say pray. Like, that's number one before talking to anybody else. Pray. Like, that's number one. And just stay positive. Like, try to believe and stay hopeful that that drift won't last forever. Like, God will pull you back in in his arms and everything will be fine. Yeah. So, um, I was watching this sermon um, of Pastor Mike McClure. And he was basically talking about Peter. And he was like, Peter, you know, he was the same person who was, like, riding for Jesus, like, mm-hmm. behind him, behind his back every step of the way. But he was also the same person who denied Jesus three yeah. times. And he was the same person who, you know, was encouraging people. And he was also the same person who turned around and cut somebody's ear yeah. off. Like, Peter, he wasn't saying it to condemn Peter. He was just saying, like, Peter is probably one of the realest disciples. Like, right. He struggled, he failed, like, and he was still a part of Jesus's inner circle. Right. So if Peter could be that, why can't we? You After know, all like, that he did, <laughs> right? Because Peter was doing it. <laughs> but Peter, we we don't think about Peter and be like, oh, Peter went to hell because he cut that man ear right. off. <laughs> like, you know, like we all do stuff that we shouldn't do, and it's not to say that God doesn't love us, that we're going to hell, or you know, that we're further from God than anybody else. You know, it's like. He was saying, like, Peter will be the same one prophesying to you in one hand and probably have a drink in the other, like, you know? But that's real. It's real life. He came to Jesus as he was, and he ended up being, like, one of the, like, most known and closest disciples to Jesus. So just think about it that way. That really, really helped me, and that really spoke to me. Um, Also, with me, I'll say, like, I feel like with these five ways that you drift, some of them can kind of lead into the other so that it's just like a domino effect of drifting. Like for me, it started off with the discouragement. Like I went through something like that really, really hurt me this year. But from me going through that, it also led me to sin. And it led me to do things that were outside of my character to behave and show up in the world that was like, that's not conducive to who I am as a person. Like I've never acted like this in my life. But because that happened to me, and I'm dealing with all this like hurt and I don't have a good enough outlet for it because I'm drifting. Like I'm falling into stuff that I know is not yeah. in my character, you know? 
And you have to be careful of that. Like, don't allow one mishap to cause you to drift completely and go through all five stages of this, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to read. I will be reading from <laughs> John 15, 5. It says, yes, I am the vine. I am the vine. <laughs> you, you are, are the branches. <laughs> you abide in me. Will forever be fruit for the deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is our song. Oh, okay. man. We're gonna have to insert that. That's all. It's like, like why are you singing that song? John 15, 5. It says, Yes, I am divine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me, it's so hard not to sing. And I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's the thing. Like, you want to be fruitful. You want to show up as a believer. You want to be the best version of you. That God created you to be, but you can't do it if you're apart from Him. Right. You can't do it if you're not talking to Him, you know? So um, I just wrote that our flesh makes being connected to God hard sometimes. Like, we don't always want to forgive people. Sometimes I want to do you how you did me. Exactly I want to make you feel how you made me feel. Or I want to go out and turn up and do stuff I'm not supposed to be doing, hood rat stuff with my friends because I'm mad. Like, <laughs> so that's mad. just what it is. Like, I don't always want to read my Bible because the Bible is going to encourage me to be good and I want to be bad right now. Like the Bible is going to encourage me to be forgiving and be nice and love everybody. But this person really had me messed up and I don't want to love them. You know, like it's hard. Your flesh is going to tell you that stuff, yeah. but you have to be stronger than your flesh. You have to fight it and like go into your spirit mode more and just do what's right, you know? And honestly, I put be realistic because some days you just don't want to read your Bible. It's just that simple. Like some days it's not even just the Bible. Some days I don't want to read nothing. Like I love reading too. Like I have a very extensive collection of books, but it's just like sometimes I just want to watch Netflix or sometimes I just want to watch Married at First Sight or something. <laughs> like I don't always want to do that and that's okay, but you have to acknowledge him in some way every single day. Like even if you don't read your Bible every day, you have to pray every day at least. Or you have to acknowledge him somehow, however that may be. It may be listening to worship music in your car, like just one worship song. Then you can go turn on a future in him, like, you know, but at least give him some part of your Something, day. Yeah. There is nothing that you can do, literally nothing, that will separate you from the love of God. So um, we're going to close on that note. Thank you guys for watching. This was great. We hope y'all learned something about drifting. We hope mm -hmm. some of our stories kind of help y'all um, to some extent, even though we drifted too. But that's the point of this podcast. It's unfiltered. We dealing with the stuff so we can try to help each other. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Wherever y'all are, take a minute just to center yourselves by your heads. Close your eyes for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you again just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for um, everyone who's watching, the listeners, the people watching on YouTube and all the different platforms. God, we pray that as we talked about spiritual drift today, that something was said that someone can use in their daily life. God, I, I pray for anyone who may be drifting that's watching or listening to the podcast. I pray, Lord, that you will pull them into your arms. God, pull them closer to you. I pray that something will happen to them or in their life, God. That will cause them to come running back to you. God, I've, over the five uh, causes of spiritual drift that we talked about, I pray that you would just cover us, Lord, in each of those areas that we might be dealing with. 
God, and just keep us. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>